Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Lisa Musia joins us in studio. And we'll start by playing an excerpt from an interview that he did with the late, great Ndadebita Teramatebula, passed away at the age of 67 as uh, South Africa's first black world boxing champion, having won the WBA title in 1980. Now, Tabiso interviewed him, and this was part of the body of work he submitted, which won him an award for the best sports show, uh, best sports presenter there at the SAB Awards last year. Listen to this, and after this... Tabs is here. The Home Straight. The Home Straight. Kaya FM 95.9. So then, let's find out more about South Africa's first black world boxing champion, Mr. Peter Terra Matabula. Good evening, sir. Thank you for joining us in our studio on SAFM. I am grateful. What made boxing so good then in your days uh, when you were fighting um, in the 70s and in the 80s, in the early 80s? Yeah, well, I will tell you something. You see, people like uh, <clears throat> Muhammad Ali, you see people like uh, yeah, Joe Brown, you see people like... Uh, you know, plenty of them mm. of that time. They were very good boxers. Mm. They were dedicated to boxing. And when, of course, when uh, they knock out somebody, you would see that this is a real knockout. But today, oh, a person gets just a light, a light punch to the jaw and he lies. <laughs> he lies there. He does not wake up until well after the the ref has counted him out and he knows that he's going to be well paid because boxing right now is Mm. paying very good unlike in our days Mm. in my days I used to fight for 20 rands for 4 rounds 20 rands for 4 rounds and when I did get that check it was not 20 runs, it was 19 runs 25 or 19 runs 75. So uh, I was the main part in in one of the hardest fights I ever fought against Johannes Slab Stabber. Slashing Tiger? Yeah, Slashing Tiger. You fought him seven times? I fought him seven why, times. Why was that? Why? What led to that? Oh, well, he was the best he was the best boxer's he he was the best. I mean, uh, he was beating all the 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 comers who they fought me. Huh. Yeah, but he had to fight him before they fight me, so he beat them. So that's why he, <clears throat> he had to fight me. So many times after beating after beating them, mm. <coughs> who will challenge me? I was always with Mr. Christodoro asking him, please, is there nobody who's challenging me? Hmm. Because I really liked fighting. Hmm. I understand now, Mr. Teramatewula, that when you went to go do your visa so that you can go overseas, you were asked if you are Shangan or South African. And at that time, there was the apartheid system. Mm-hmm. What happened there? Well, uh, I said, I am not Shangan, neither am I. 
not any ethnic group, but I am a South African. Ah. Yes. That's what I, you know, in, in the, in the airplane, mm. where they, they give us those cards. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they those give us those cards in the plane. Yes. While the plane is on its way, they give us those cards, and then we sign them. You are a what? You are a South African. That's mm. all. I'm not a Namibian. I'm not a Swazi. I'm not a what, what. Mm. I am a South African. That's what I wrote. And what, how did the government at the time treat you? Did they treat you like a South African at the time before you went to the fight? Oh, the government, yeah, oh, was not taking any part in those things. Huh. In fact, they never cared about a black man going to fight for a world championship and so on. So they just let me, let me go. The Home Straight. The Home Straight. Kaya FM 95.9. So there you heard uh, the late, great uh, Peter Tera Matebula passed away over the weekend. And we'll hear from the family uh, during the course of this week, uh, possibly tomorrow, about uh, his burial and memorial service. It looks like he will get a um, a provincial uh, funeral, a special provincial funeral, but we'll keep a close eye on that one. But the man he was talking to there was uh, a man who welcomed me when I first came to Kai FM back in 2009. It was in Newtown. Tabiso Musia interviewing uh, the legend uh, Peter Terra Matebula. And we thank him for his time. Thank you so much for joining us here uh, on Kaya tonight. Thanks, man. You're still as skinny as 10 years ago. Yeah, still still training. That's why I've got a cold. <laughs> training for comrades and now I've, I've got a flu. But t- time flies, eh, Tabs? It does, it does. I mean... Uh, the fact that I'm in this building, when we started at Kaya FM, we were in Newtown, uh, next to the taxi rank there. Didn't even have a place to go and buy lunch. You <laughs> could only eat a makuinya. Uh, but it's amazing how uh, this place, how nice this new Kaya FM setup is. It's not my first time here. Yep. I've been here before, but every time I, I, I come here, I'm so amazed at the wonderful work that Mr. Greg Maloka has done. And the reason I mentioned him is that he actually had the vision 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. He told us, we're going to get out of Newtown. We're going to move to a nicer place. And, and, and it, it, it's, come, it's come true. Let's talk to you, uh, to you about your own vision. Of course, you um, are decorated as a radio sports journalist, um, but Many people I'll interview, especially the slightly older generation, um, whether they are rugby, boxing, or football commentators, will often tell me of having been influenced by listening to Stan Musia on the radio. Is that where your love came from? Because it looks like sometimes you're such a natural at radio that it's something that you're born with. It is it from? Did you get it from your father? I think so. I, I think so. I think it's a kazini because um, this is the only thing that I know, sports broadcasting, because uh, my dad was a, a commentator for Radio Corsa at the time. He also had a sports show on TV. Uh, I think it was TV1 or TV2 um, at the time. And uh, he also had a radio show, sports radio show, exactly what I'm doing now. He had a radio show on uh, Radio Corsa. So I used to go with him when I was a kid to studio. Uh, I used to go to matches with him. We, we actually from PE. Uh, I know a lot of people get confused with my name. And then when they say, and then I can and then I get stuck like okay but uh, we lived in, in in Joburg for a while and he used to take me to games I mean I remember vividly meeting Max Maponya and he gave me a soccer ball I I'm actually told that when I was baptized Jomosono was there oh wow yeah so that's what I'm told I don't know why they didn't take pictures at the time <laughs> 
so yeah, it's the only thing that I've known, Musiburi. And and uh, actually, it's how I got my break at Kai FM from Jeff Muloi because um, I, I went to journalism school at Pretoria Technicon at the time. And um, after that, I started looking for a gig in sports broadcasting. But whoever I was sending emails, all the guys you can think of, I was sending them emails asking for a gig, asking for a producing gig or script writing. But I would never put my surname at the end of the email mm. because I thought maybe they'd know my dad and they would give me a chance because of that. And for some reason, I sent an email to Jeff Muloi and my surname was there. Mm-hmm. After guys that didn't respond for two years, Jeff Muloy responded and said, but do you know Stan Musiya? And I said, yeah, that's my dad. He said, look, I'm going to give you a chance to just come write for me because your dad was my idol. And that's how I started at, at Kaya FM. I think it was in 08. And uh, immediately there was success that followed. When you say, Ise Kazin, it must be because... If I'm not mistaken, that year you won Newcomer of the Year in 2008 or nine yeah. at the SAB Sports Media Awards. Yes, in 2009, I'd been at Kaya for a year and then um, I think I was producing the sports show at the time. The Grandstand? The Grandstand, yes, of course, with Simnike Abanisa uh, Maniki. So, and then I won the Best Newcomer of the Year Award at the SAB Sports Awards, which was a, a, a really great, uh, it was a great achievement for me. At the time, I didn't realize how big it was. I only realized it six years later in 2015 when I won the overall now um, sports media award for mm. radio and at that time I felt that I probably had come full circle and then as you know last year I won it again you won it too uh, so yeah yeah so so I mean it, it's been an incredible journey and especially because as you say it, it's it's something that uh, possibly a gift that you've been born with mm. um, this ability to because not everyone and I see a lot of people young people will come to me and say I want to be on radio or I want to be on TV and you put them in front of a microphone and maybe there isn't that magic there's got to be that little bit of of magic dust and certainly something that you have but it hasn't always been easy let's take a short break and when we come back I want you to talk to us a little bit about the ups and downs and some of the things the challenges that you faced to get where you are today when we return we continue our discussion with Tabiso Musia. The Home Straight. The Home Straight. Kaya FM 95.9. 20 to 9 on the home of the Afropolitan. It means 20 minutes before we get uh, Big Black. He's coming in at 9. Got some wonderful music to serenade you, does uh, Mr. Bondunduli. And he's got. Uh, all the stuff you love, your favorites, to soothe you into the night as we say goodbye to this Monday. My name is Musibu Whited. Once again, apologies for this voice of mine croaking on the radio. Uh, hopefully, we'll hear more from my guest tonight, Tabiso Musiya, joining us as we do every now and again. Bring a prominent journalist to come and share some pearls, pearls of wisdom. We've had Matsila Nemamabolo. We've had OG Mulefe. Uh, during Women's Month, we had Busio Mukwena, who also shared a very emotional story of hers about how she got her break, saying that she got a scholarship, uh, which was uh, provided by uh, Fresh, the big dog, DJ Fresh. And that's how she ended up uh, completing her studies and ending up as a print journalist and now also working in radio. Tabiso Musia got his break from Jeff Muloi, mm. and there was immediate success but it wasn't always easy. Talk to us about some of those challenges that you faced in this industry. The first challenge was before I got into the industry because um, a lot of people might not be aware that I used to work as a sports betting analyst. I know now sports betting is the in thing, but I did that a long time ago. Oh, those guys at the stadium, you see... Yeah, talking into the phone, they're calling the the corners and all of that. Yeah, so when Chiefs plays Pirates, I was the guy that used to work out the odds. And if Chiefs are fifteen to ten, Pirates are twelve to ten. The draw is two to one. I did that for a couple of years while I was emailing everybody else, and they were not responding until uh, Jeff Muloy responded, and he actually gave me 
I was still working in sports betting, oh, and he okay. gave me a gig as a as a writer because at the time, Fred Joe had left. I and, I, and I think uh, Jeff had to do the show So he couldn't do his sports bulletins at the time And I used to do that, I actually did it for free um, Fortunately I had another job at the time So I would come to Kaya FM at 5 in the morning Write the scripts for, for Jeff He goes on air At 9 I go back to my normal job And I did that for a couple of months Until they gave me a contract um, But yeah, it wasn't easy It wasn't easy um, Because firstly, like I mentioned I went to uh, a TUT I went to journalism school But I didn't stay until the end mm-hmm. And um, that is something that I would like to encourage the young ones. If you have an opportunity to go to journalism school, please do it. Uh, the reason that I didn't stay until the end, I mean, I was there for two years, but I just got bored because my thing was sport. And every time they send you on an assignment, they send you to a police station to go ask <laughs> how many people have been killed today. Go to the hospital. Has somebody been shot in the head? And I just couldn't do it because every single assignment, I used to go to Super Sport United because they were training just at, uh, on the fields at TUT. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. So I would go there, interview John. John Mueti, Raymond Siopa and all those guys and eventually they said to me look guy, you can't always be doing sport and at the time there was no sports journalism course and I think that's what discouraged me but now there are a lot of opportunities and I would really encourage a lot of people a lot of young ones to go to school, you need to learn the basics of journalism if you want to get into this industry, we've got a lot of people um, that are masquerading as journalists or think they're journalists but they don't they don't know the basics. The other challenge was that I've never really seen what I do as a job Hmm. Is and that a challenge or, or is maybe some will take that as a blessing? Like, wow. I, I think now it's becoming a blessing because I really enjoy uh, what, what I do. But when I started, especially here at Kaya FM, I never really would see it as a job because I felt that, like I said, it's a casino. It was something that I could do. So if I'm on air at three, I would get here at five to three. Um, I mean, I don't even write scripts for my bulletins. Uh, sometimes it's all in the head. And that was something I had to learn when I came here. Mm-hmm. And that was something that Greg tried to show me. He tried to show me the way. I tried to show me just to take it a bit more seriously. And if you take it a bit more seriously, you could actually go far. And he had that conversation with me. He wasn't happy uh, with everything I was doing outside the, uh, of the mic, uh, even though I was delivering a good product. Mm. And he really asked me to go, to, go, to go away and make a decision about my future and, and to treat sport as a career. He said, you can do this as a career. You can actually do it as a nine to five. It can put your kids to, through school. Mm-hmm. You know, it can get you a house and a car. And, and, I, and I think I listened to him. I think I'm glad that I've listened to him because as the years went by, I realized that this is actually my career. I mean, it's put my kid through school. As I said, uh, I've been able to buy a house and and, 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 and a car. Uh, so it's not just sport. A lot of people like to think that it's just sport, but there's a lot of work that mm. goes behind what we do. There's a lot of preparation work that goes behind, regardless of how much you know. And also, do you know how you got the job? How? Because you support Swallows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So everybody that used to come and look for a job at Kaya FM at the time, Jeff would ask them, who do you support? And they would say Chiefs and Pirates. And you would think those are the only two teams. And when we found somebody that's, that supports Swallows, Jeff said, this is the guy because I think he knows more, than, he, he knows more about sport than Chiefs and Pirates. <laughs> well, it's the first time I've heard that, but I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. The home of the Afropolitan, Kaya FM 95.9. Just after quarter to nine, we're talking to Tabiso Musia, sharing his story, his wonderful journey um, as uh, one of South Africa's foremost radio journalist and talking to us about the importance of treating this as a job if you want to make a success of it and that's what he's done now you talk about preparation here how do you prepare because you've won almost every award there is to win especially in the in the audio category how do you prepare for those that are listening in the community radio stations a top-notch sports show i read 
I read a lot. I read so much that I have to wear glasses now. I look like you. <laughs> <laughs> I went to go renew my glasses and they said, hey, man, you can't see anymore. But I read, I read a lot. And I think a lot of people don't read, especially in the in the in, in 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 the days of social media a lot of people rely on tweets a lot i read newspapers a lot because there's a lot that you'll pick up mm. in the newspapers that maybe mm. guys don't want to tweet it but they want to save it for the paper and i think those are the basics i watch a lot of sport which i really enjoy um i really love and i watch a, a, a lot of sport but there's just more to it than just the result so i think what's worked for me um is that we go beyond the result we go beyond Tell us more about that fiction. because that that's what i want to get to grips with i mean you see a lot of tweets and you see yeah. a whole lot of them but then there'll be this one tweet of someone who contextualizes the whole thing yeah. and that's the one that will get however many retweets how do you, so you read to get that insight, but then how do you then deliver that insight and go beyond the result as you're saying? Firstly, you've got to respect the platform. If you are behind the mark, you've got a platform and a responsibility and the responsibility is to inform and to educate. And they always say to entertain to a lesser extent, I would think that's correct also. Uh, but my big thing is about informing and entertaining. I'll make an example about Temba Pavuma. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the talking point at the time. Temba Pavuma was dropped from the Proteas. Temba Pavuma is not scoring runs, averaging 19 last year. And if you look at numbers alone, he surely deserved to be dropped. Mm-hmm. But that's not where the story should end. It should not only be about numbers when it comes to somebody like Temba Bavuma because South African sport is just a whole different dynamic altogether. It's a whole different beast altogether. In South African sport, everybody that's involved in South African sport, including you behind the mic, has a responsibility. And so the way for me, Temba Bavuma was dropped. I had a problem with that. Firstly, I had a problem with Faf Duplessis, the captain of the Proteas. We don't out see color. That's what he we said. We don't see color. You can never not see color if you are a captain of a South African national team. That's one of the first things that you should see. It is color because it's in the law. It's there. There are, are guidelines that need to be followed of transformation. So for me, that was already a problem. The fact that Temba, um, Faf says we don't see color. Secondly, when you look at that statement, he's also then suggesting that Temba was there because of his color, mm. which is totally, totally unacceptable. And I hoped he was quoted out of, taken out of context, but I went and I listened to the press conference he and that's wasn't. exactly what he said. The other issue with Temba Bavuma is that he was a vice captain of this team. And we've seen over the years that the, the, the senior players in the team, when they are injured, they easily walk back into the team. They don't have to go to domestic cricket and prove themselves. Look at Faf Duplessis now. Is he scoring the runs? He must go back to domestic cricket and prove himself then. So so I think that's why I'm saying there's always more to the results, to the fixtures, to the story. You must always look beyond that. And we have a responsibility to educate. We have a responsibility um, to to talk about transformation and to explain to people what transformation is and not be a Apologetic about transformation. We're not saying Temba is black. He must go play even though he's averaging 19. But at least give him the same respect that you give the other players and don't insinuate that he's in the team because because he's black. So when you when you talk like that, Tabiso, how do you then um, be deliver more than just the results, talk about the politics of sport without being sensationalist or controversial? Yeah. Without being sensationalist or controversial? How do you do that? Um, because... Uh, in other platforms or in radio, people have said, oh, no, but now it's just controversy for yeah. the sake of controversy. How do, you, how do you navigate that? I mean, 
a perfect example is the showboating issue uh, with Fortune Makaringa when 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 the mighty Orlando Paris beat Sundowns one 0 in Orlando there Zimnyamang and Kainas Kamakepula since 1937. So anyway, the whole focus was on the showboating, yes. but there was no focus on the match. And I think it goes back to what I was saying that journalism school is very important. That's where you learn the basics. You 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 learn how to manage information. Also, there is so much information that we receive, me and you and everybody in the industry that we can't just come out with it. You, you, you just can't. You just need to manage the information and make sure you use your platform uh, responsibly. And I think that's why I'm saying that I encourage the young ones or whoever wants to get into this industry, even if you're not young, you can still go and do a journalism course for a year or two so that you can just know about the basics of, 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 of journalism. There are certain codes in journalism. Everybody talks about our story that we did on Power with Sokala Duma, where we exposed them. I remember of, that story. Um, with, with Katleho. Uh, yes, Mudiba. Mudiba. They were doing fake interviews. So somebody would interview his friend, and then the friend would claim to be Kune, and then they would put that in the paper. And we followed that story for a year. Now, a lot of people always give us praise for that story and how we exposed these crooks and all sorts of things. But it was very hard for us to do that story because the first thing that you get taught in, 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 in journalism is that you basically don't expose your colleagues, you know, um, you, because it might happen to you. But there we felt that now we had a responsibility because now this was against the code of ethics that we were taught mm. in journalism And it school. was deliberate and happening over a long exactly. period of time. And they were in denial too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. Can you believe it? How time flies. We are almost out of time here on Kai FM. And a few of you want to give us, a lot of you who've been listening to Kai FM for over a decade, recognize this voice of Tabiso Musia and want to call and talk to him. Let's have one of the original Paga Chuchus. Ah, Kelvin. How are <laughs> you, my brother? <laughs> a member. Ah, Chapuzo, a member. Fine, and you, member. Yo, fine. Hey, member, I said it. I've been searching for you for all this, all, all this radio station. Then I joined power. Then you are no longer there. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you hey, found me. Chapuzo, I've been listening to that guy, I think, since 2008. When you were doing, uh, I think, it was on Jeff's show, uh, Going Home or uh, Home Street. Heading Home, Heading Home. Heading Home, yes. Yeah, on Jeff. And you know what, man? For player movements, I used to on Tidy's on George's show. I think you would update us. I think it was 1 o'clock or. And yes, yes, you're right. At 1 yeah. o'clock on the dot. Yeah, I think at 1 o'clock. Yeah, yes. then I would know, or a, a certain player would be moving to his team. And probably when they're waiting to see those new, uh, on the paper the following day, already tidy, so. Would uh, would just pop up with breaking news. I tell you, someone, hey, I'm not too dumb right now, man. Uh, okay, I still can't hear the last part, but thanks, Kelvin. <laughs> it's really good. I remember the name very, very well, uh, hey, Kelvin. Tabi, so you've been in Joburg long enough. Hey, yeah, we've got another call here on 86 We'll take one more. He says, it's a pleasure. It's so good to hear you on the radio again. That's uh, Kelvin. Uh, Kaya, hello. Hello. Yes, how are you, my brother? I'm good, and you? Good, thank you. you uh, you're speaking to Musibu Di Tabi Sos here. You want to uh, say something? Yeah, you heard my name, Lelo. Hey, Tabi. Kaya. How's it, man? <laughs> you, know, you know what Tabi Sos is saying? It's so true, eh? Mm. Uh, we were together. He actually hooked me up in betting. 
even though I struggled, Greek pushed me. <laughs> he hated a few newspapers that I can't mention that. <laughs> 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 Is this you know, you know, you know these you know this headlines they say men kill themselves and run away. He yes. hated those papers, those headlines. You know? yes. So he said, even if you don't understand, but, uh, 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 just read, you'll understand, and then watch more sports and understand. You understand? So today, I can relate to any sporting code. And he brought my confidence back. I remember one morning we were working a morning shift. He was actually working the early morning shift around. He said, how do I work at that day? <laughs> around the thing, the cricket match was starting at 6, so it was the ITL or something. It was the Ashes. Hey, it was the... <laughs> hey, I can't reveal these things on the radio. Hey, he was angry with me. Hey, he was angry with me. He takes his work very, very serious. But you know, it's so it's so it's so hurting and I feel he's blessed also because he helped a lot of people. He's a philanthropist. He helped a lot of people, he took them out of the streets, they worked. Today when you see Tabiso, he's a brand and we are his products and we are also our own brands to other people. So he taught me to say, Hey He taught me he taught me to go out of the box and think he gave me confidence, and yeah, and I met Amajita, Abu Mandoza, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I met you generally, yes, so, you know, for me, Taviso, his family is my blood, you understand, today I have confidence, I can phone, today I'm in the IT field, uh, I can relate to customers, my customer service improved, uh, hence he says we need a background of journalism, you know. So you need to be responsible of what you say, what you write, and give information that is not biased. Is this Tabo Mutawong? Which Tabo is this? Is this Tabo Mutawong? It's Patrick, man. Patrick! <laughs> From Pinoni. Yeah. Oh, you're using a, you're using a pseudonym. <laughs> Very passionate. Man of God. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to all those calls. We're getting more. But unfortunately, yeah. we are out of time. Tommy, so thank you so much for your time. Uh, well done on your your time in the industry. Yeah. Um, what's next to achieve in just uh, a couple of seconds for you in the next 10 years? For, for me, I don't know yet. Um, I really don't. I really don't know. I think I'm blessed to be doing what I'm doing, and I'm very fortunate. But I would like the industry to open up. There are so many young ones wanting to get into broadcasting. They want to do TV. They want to do radio. They want to get into print, and we're just not opening the doors for them. And we need to open the doors for them. We need to open the doors for our women, gents. There are so uh, we are lacking women in this space. There are so many women that can add value to the sports broadcasting industry. Gone are the days where women are on TV or on radio because of their looks. The many that have come across they really know what they are doing i could mention them by name but i just think that we need to take this industry to another level in the next 10 years and i think now we are becoming the the seniors so the honors is on us and the last thing that i would like to say musibudi is that we need a bit more variety in our sports broadcasting industry we can't always be reporting about football we need to spread our wings let's cover the lesser known sports let's cover the chess the darts i mean we've got a world champion in drafts you know, mm-hmm. that guy's story is not told, but when he goes to America, they roll out the red carpet for him. We've got fences in Soweto, fences in Cape Town. Yeah. We need to tell more of those stories, guys. Yeah.
Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, Tabiso Musia. Thank you so much for joining us here on the home of the Afropolitan and pearls of wisdom from a man who has served his time as one of the most decorated radio journalists we have, uh, the new generation coming through. Thank you so much, Tabiso Musia, and thank you everyone for tuning in to the home of the Afropolitan on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.